0: section 55 of essays book 1 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by martin geeson essays book 1 by michel de montaigne translated by charles cotton of smells It has been reported of some, as of Alexander the Great, that their sweat exhaled an odoriferous smell, occasioned by some rare and extraordinary constitution, of which Plutarch and others have been inquisitive into the cause. But the ordinary constitution of human bodies is quite otherwise, and their best and chiefest excellency is to be exempt from smell. Nay, the sweetness even of the purest breath has nothing in it of greater perfection than to be without any offensive smell, like those of healthful children, which made Plautus say of a woman, "Moliere tombe bene ou nihil She smells sweetest who smells not at all. Plautus Mostellaria, Act One, Scene Three, one hundred and sixteen and such as make use of fine exotic perfumes are with good reason to be suspected of some natural imperfection which they endeavour by these odours to conceal to smell though well is to stink rides nos coracine ni lentes, malo quam beno lere ni you laugh at us, Coricines, because we are not scented. I would rather than smell well not smell at all. marshal Book Six, Fifty Five, Four, and elsewhere, Postume non bene olet, qui bene semper olet. Postumus, he who ever smells well does not smell well book two twelve fourteen i am nevertheless a great lover of good smells and as much abominate the ill ones which also i scent at a greater distance i think than other men Namque sagacius unus odoror polypus, and gravis hirsutis cubet ircus in aliis, quam canis acer ubilatet sus. My nose is quicker to scent a fetid sore or a rank armpit than a dog to smell out the hidden sow. Horace, Epodes, twelve, four of smells the simple and natural seem to me the most pleasing let the ladies look to that for it is chiefly their concern amid the most profound barbarism the scythian women after bathing were wont to powder and crust their faces and all their bodies with a certain odoriferous drug growing in their country which being cleansed off, when they came to have familiarity with men they were found perfumed and sleek tis not to be believed how strangely all sorts of odours cleave to me and how apt my skin is to imbibe them he that complains of nature that she has not furnished mankind with a vehicle to convey smells to the nose had no reason For they will do it themselves especially to me my very mustachios which are full perform that office for if i stroke them but with my gloves or handkerchief the smell will not out a whole day they manifest where i have been and the close luscious devouring viscid melting kisses of youthful ardour in my wanton age left a sweetness upon my lips for several hours after and yet i have ever found myself little subject to epidemic diseases that are caught either by conversing with the sick or bred by the contagion of the air and have escaped from those of my time of which there have been several sorts in our cities and armies we read of socrates that though he never departed from athens during the frequent plagues that infested the city he only was never infected physicians might i believe extract greater utility from odours than they do for i have often observed that they cause an alteration in me and work upon my spirits according to their several virtues which makes me approve of what is said that the use of incense and perfumes in churches so ancient and so universally received in all nations and religions was intended to cheer us and to rouse and purify the senses the better to fit us for contemplation i could have been glad the better to judge of it to have tasted the culinary art of those cooks who had so rare a way of seasoning exotic odours with the relish of meats as it was particularly observed in the service of the king of tunis who in our days note moulet hassam in fifteen forty three landed at naples to have an interview with charles the emperor his dishes were larded with odoriferous drugs to that degree of expense that the cookery of one peacock and two pheasants amounted to a hundred ducats to dress them after their fashion and when the carver came to cut them up not only the dining-room but all the apartments of his palace and the adjoining streets were filled with an aromatic vapour which did not presently vanish my chiefest care in choosing my lodgings is always to avoid a thick and stinking air and those beautiful cities venice and paris very much lessen the kindness I have for them, the one by the offensive smell of her marshes, and the other of her dirt. End of section fifty five. Recording by Martin Geeson in Hazelmere, Surrey.